Hello guys and welcome to another episode of The Barber's Cut. With me, your host Nick Barber. I am joined with my dear friend Brian Catalina. How are you doing? Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> no worries, the pleasure is all mine. Thank you for being on this episode today, Brian. For those of you listening, we are going to be talking about the pandemic situation in the Philippines and how it looks like from the perspective of a nurse working at the Veterans yep. Memorial Medical Center. But do give us a quick rundown on your history in medicine. Yep. Uh, well, I've been a medical professional for, let's see, about 11 or 12 years now. And I've been rotated to different areas uh, inside the hospital. I previously worked at a military facility. Uh, I served with the Philippine Air Force back in 2010. I've been rotated to different areas, but uh, my field of specialty at, at that area was also at the emergency room, but I've also been rotated to different special areas like the operating room and the ICUs. And then when I transferred to Veterans Memorial Medical Center, I was assigned a, a couple of times in the dialysis ward. I also been a part of the medical intensive treatment unit. Uh, which is an ICU specializing in uh, cardiac problems and the stroke. And currently, I'm back at the emergency room. And what else? Uh, I've taken my postgraduate studies back in 2017, so I'm uh, I, I have my postgraduate degree now. And but I, I'm I just took the degree just because uh, I, I wanted. Uh, something to prove to myself that I can gain another degree or gain a postgraduate study and also to help me in uh, gaining or for me to get promoted. That's the reason why. But for now, I'm not pursuing any promotions. I'm just focusing on what's the healthcare situation here in the Philippines. So. Yeah. Well, that is all great, man. That is very amazing. And I am proud, you know, to have a friend like you with such such colorful degrees and such willingness to help too like you're just <coughs> a really helpful person uh-huh. like you're, you'll always talk about helping people and that's really admirable like i find that personally very admirable so before we get all all into that medical shindig you know let's, let's talk about you man how's how's 2020 been kamusta ka naman Ah, 2020. <laughs> Most of the people think that 2020 was a non-existing uh, year. <laughs> Most of the people think that 2020 will just end and then now it, it already ended. Now we're here at 2021. Mm. Uh, but for 2020, uh, for most that uh, when, when they're thinking uh, this is not a good year, well, it is definitely not a good year. <laughs> For the entire world, basically. But for, for me to think about what happened in 2020, I think uh, business-wise, food-wise, or the food business industry really peaked. And then uh, aside from being a nurse here in the Philippines, I also ventured into uh, reselling food products. I I sell chicharon. Okay. Yeah. And and I also sell, uh, you know, the gourmet tuyo. For those who are listening right now, gourmet tuyo is basically dried fish, salted dried fish, uh, and then it was soaked in uh, olive oil with herbs and spices. So it's a very good breakfast 
uh, I would say uh, breakfast maybe it's it's a breakfast thing na din, din talaga but also pwede rin siyang ano pwede rin siyang uh, condiment at the same time yeah. I love to you so, man yeah. like people here in America don't like the smell of certain fish but Jesus you know like just you saying to you natitikman ko na kagad yung lasa eh, diba? it's, it's, it's just super unforgettable man but I'm glad I'm glad that that uh I didn't even know you had this chicharron into your thing going on, but I'm glad that was uh, that was picking up, you know. But yeah, it really it really helped me a lot, with, especially that I'm preparing for my uh, wedding this year, 2021. I'll, I'll get married December 11, 2021. It was supposed to be scheduled last year, December 12, but just the pandemic, me and Ellen uh, decided to cancel the wedding, you know, for safety purposes as well. So and. We decided na i-move na lang siya this year, 2021. And that uh, reselling of uh, products really helped our finances a lot. Aside from dun sa mga, ano, sa mga incentives that we received, the hazard pays, the 13th and 14th month pays, and yeah. other incentives. Yeah. That's, that's good, that's good. Um, <coughs> and that's great, you know, congratulations on that wedding. Like. Hopefully, oh, I get to see get to see wonderful videos and pictures of you two happily together. Let's uh let's talk about before the pandemic. Like, how was it, man? How's life sa Pilipinas nung bago pandemic Oh well, it it was awesome. It's a colorful colorful journey. You know, before the pandemic, we we're actually preparing for the wedding nga at that time. Yeah. Uh, the, the the hospital duties, uh, even though they're quite you know being you're burdened with the workload, it's not as uh, how it is now. Back then, um, everything was fine. I, I can do my daily activities, you know, drinking and hanging out with friends, uh, volunteering to the Philippine Red Cross at that time. And then let's talk about that. Goes we we haven't really talked about that in person, and I wanna I wanna dive into that. Sorry for cutting you off, by the way. Para lang ma mabigyan natin ng detailing Red Cross. Ano yung mga ginawa mo ng volunteer ah, sa Red Cross? Okay. So for those listening out there, uh, I've been a volunteer sa Philippine Red Cross for nine years, from 2007, I think. Yeah, 2007 until 2016. So what we do the Philippine Red Cross as a volunteer, uh, uh, you, you will call yourself a full-fledged volunteer. So if you were able to rotate in all the services uh, being offered by the Philippine Red Cross. So we have the social services. So we give advices to people that uh, have difficulty in coping up with you know, their uh, personal and mental battles. Yeah. Also, when we are rotated at the community health and nursing services, we go up to the mountains, as in rural areas, to distribute uh, mosquito nets. And then we also give lectures on how to prevent the spread of malaria. And then also, I had trainings uh, for the disaster management services. So I have uh, this knowledge about how to deal with uh, post-earthquake scenarios or how to deal and prepare with uh, upcoming typhoons, especially that the Philippines is, you know, we've been experiencing 19, 19 to 20 typhoons a year. Then also, 
uh, ang pinaka naging bread and butter ko when it comes to Red Cross is the safety services because I'm an instructor for nine years. I do lectures uh, about uh, standard first aid and also with uh, the CPR or the basic life support. I'm conducting lectures. And I am also part of the emergency response unit team. So whenever there's a need for an ambulance or whenever there's a need for an emergency response, I'm joining the responses. And I'm not gaining any monetary value or monetary thing dito. Walang sweldo, walang kahit na ano. It's just, you know, pure volunteer. Literally, volunteer lang, you know? Yeah. Mm. Siguro, ano, uh, with the, uh, if we are compensated, it is when we are conducting lectures because the... Yung mga companies that are asking for the training, eh, they will be summoning instructors or we will be sent to different areas. Kahit nga sa bundok na kakapag-lecture kami. And then uh, Red Cross will pay us 350 pesos per day. So just that's roughly around $5, I think, or $10. Mm-hmm. So paano naman yun, uh, no? no, no. Diba? Like if you want to go deeper into the pay structure, we can. Pero how, kamusta yung ano natin, mga Pilipino natin, mga kapatid natin sa bundok? Like how are they doing? Well, it's just a simple, ano, sobrang simple ng buhay nila sa ano, sa mountains talagang ano lang sila jan, uh, goods lang sila. You can find food everywhere, <laughs> lots of plant-based foods. And if, uh, like for example, they want something like chicken, there's free-range chicken all over. May mga livestock din naman. Pero mostly, life is simple. Hindi uh, maingay, yung hustle and bustle ng city, wala. And it's really amazing that even though they don't have the modern technology up in the mountains, they're very happy. Sometimes, mukhang sobrang stress-free nga sila eh. Mm. Yun yung napansin ko. Uh, pre-colonial Philippines, parang ganun din sila. Diba? And it's, it's b- weird, b- dude. Parang... <laughs> Diba? Parang ako, mixed ako, diba? And, but, but I still classify myself as Filipino and parang the Filipino I knew up to up to a long time, you know, up to a long time in my life na parang I knew how to be a city Filipino. Diba? Wala akong probinsya. I didn't really, diba? All my grandparents grew up in the city so I never really had a reason to leave. But as, <laughs> it's funny how The further I got from my motherland, that's when I started feeling the more, I- I'd say the truer, mas, mas totoong Filipino roots. Kasi diba, at the end of the day, we're all, we're all colonized, kinda, diba? Like, we have to agree that we're not the original Filipino, kinda, you know? Like, we, 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 we kasi diba, When you go up to the mountains or certain regions in the Philippines, the ganon gang lifestyle, and that's you look at us, we're like, huh? Sino sino yung Pilipino sa atin, di ba? Do you ever do you ever think about that or? Ah uh, yeah, actually, the the the. Means I'm not thinking like for example, uh, why do they survive without any modern technology? How? Yeah. Man, kind kind of thing. In yung mga ane, mga bagay na you know, when you think about it, parang bakit sila na bubuhay? Kaya nilang mabuhay ng ganon. With us here in the city, parang we can't live with the without the internet or we can't live without all the 
you know, the urban urbanization mm-hmm. that's happening around. Tapos sila, goods lang sila doon. <laughs> <laughs> Parang, some of them, especially in Baguio and Benguet, they're just smoking weed all day without being, you know, <laughs> restricted. Yeah. Like, like, for example, one of one of the you know, famous uh, Mamba Batok or the tattoo artist, I don't know if you're familiar with Apo Wang Od. Well, I'm not I'm not familiar with that. I mean, uh, Apo Wang Od is uh, is an uh, she is considered as a national artist. Is that the tattoo to... artist who yung parang yes. pinapaku yung armo or san ka magpapatattoo? Uh yeah, parang ganon. Uh, she's using the old methods of uh, you know creating tattoos to people, and uh, and I've seen people na nagpapatattoo sa kanya. It just so happened na medyo recently hindi na maganda yung nangyayari because, you know, you can't, you can't blame yung matanda for, you know, kasi ma- she's being paid a lot of money para pumunta dito sa area, sa, sa, dito sa metro para mm-hmm. lang magtato. But, you know, the the essence of, you know, going up to the mountains para lang ma- first-hand experience, nawawala na eh. Pero before that thing came, parang if you're just going to... to to take a look at Apo Wang Od, she's just, you know, smoking weed all day, be happy. <laughs> Simple lang ang buhay niya. Mm. Kung may magpapatato, okay, go. Ganyan. Pero, you know, bakit, ano, which uh, makes me ask or na bakit ba't sila kaya nilang mabuhay ng ganon? Yeah. Yun talaga eh. Kaya I'm going around in circles eh kasi ano parang, ha? Bakit sila kaya nila? <laughs> Yeah. It's definitely something to think about. Even parang here in America, parang I'm part. Diba? I have no connections whatsoever yet. Parang genetically, like my father was part Native American, and growing up, parang I had that part of history then that I kind of knew about. Diba? Pero coming uh-huh. here to America and like hearing how they live here, na parang yun, parang ganun, simpleng buhay. <laughs> diba? Pero their own reservations, Kenyan, they don't really need a lot of what Americans would say are the necessities of life. <laughs> so, ayun, parang me and my friends then parang we're planning trips to go there. And parang the Philippines then, dude, parang I've been telling you, parang I want to go to the provinces this time. Parang yes, I, I miss my friends and everything. Pero I want to grow as a Filipino din. Parang I want to experience our culture and everything. But... <laughs> Let's not get sidetracked away. It's a nice conversation that hopefully, if people have, if people listening to this, if people watching this have something to share about the Philippines that maybe we don't know or other people don't know, please do share it, you know? Like, our culture, our culture is beautiful and a lot of us don't even know half of it. Yeah. Brian, going back, you know, after all this chill talk, coronavirus. How was it like the first few days that it hit the Philippines? Uh, Bring us back. First and foremost, for the Filipinos who are experiencing the coronavirus disease when it first hit and then, you know, succumb to the disease, it was a very unfortunate event. As in, grabe ang COVID kasi when it all started. Eh. I mean, it's taking thousands of lives, talaga. Hundreds, thousands of lives. Uh, when When... When the pandemic, uh, when the pandemic hit, you know, it's full potential na talaga way back in March. Wala, it's like 
it's like a ghost town. Of course, there's a, the the lack the, the lockdown, diba? We 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 submitted ourselves to what we call the ECQ here in the Philippines or the enhanced community quarantine. We're in only the food business and you know the the essential services lang open talaga. Uh, and then uh, the emergency room. I was not yet assigned as the emergency room when it all started talaga. I was still at the ICU. And then, uh, we were happy because we don't have patients inside the ICU. Eh? Only to find out uh, months later that it was a disaster inside the emergency room. If I'm like, for example, complaining with the 55 consultations inside the emergency room nowadays, back then... In one shift, their average is at 60. Imagine that. 60 consultations. Sobrang daming nagkaasakit talaga. And then, mm. uh, well, as the community restrictions eased up, medyo bumaba yung cases kasi it was controlled. But, you know, pagdating ng after this holidays, ayan na naman siya. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a horrible sight because uh, I have seen lit, uh, videos, literal videos talaga ng mga tao inside the ICUs and they were like, you know, especially if you know, na, na if you found out that the history of that person is uh, he, he or she is a healthy person naman, healthy lifestyle and then nagka-COVID siya and then suddenly the patient is uh, uh, hooked to a ventilator. It's really unexplainable eh. No words can fit. No adjectives fit. Talaga. I, think, I think we like to think we we would like to think that the younger we are, the more fit we are. Something like this is so trivial. Something like this cannot kill us. But seeing the, but these people who go to the gym, of the but oh. sometimes kids who are getting sick and having these complications, we're just like holy smokes, parang delicado nito, man. And then we mm-hmm. take precautions. But in the Philippines, man, we were as a people where we. Did we react fast as a as civilians? Were we... Unfortunately, no. <laughs> uh, January to February of 2020, when the news about the outbreak of the coronavirus already circulated in the media and everything, medyo, to be honest, uh, I, by the way, I'm not attacking the government dito, pero... I really have to be honest, brutally honest about this. Uh, we've been asking for an early lockdown as early as January and February. Yeah. To be honest naman. And sad to say, hindi siya nag-commence. It took two months before the government finally realized that, hey, we really have to do this lockdown shit and everything. Uh, the Filipinos naman, sad to say, um, the compliance rate at that time hindi rin ganun kaganda. Especially when when the quarantine rest- restrictions nag-ease up. Yeah. Parang most of the Filipinos here in the metro really decided na parang, hey, wala nang COVID. Parang ganun eh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, yes, they're complying with, you know, wearing masks and face shields, but hindi ko talaga makita yung 100% compliance. Siguro, about 50 to 60% ng compliance ang nakita ko eh. Yeah. And then when, when, whenever you try to call their attention, they, they will be the ones pa nagalit. They're saying na, pakailan mo. Uh-huh. Diba? Parang, 
it really and it really saddens me na hey we were risking our lives every day and then someone will retort back na hey you don't have to complain because that's your job what <laughs> yes it's my job i'm being paid for this pero hello guys <laughs> yeah and but like like when you were saying the the government or whatever parang we all have a duty diba we all have we all should have diba i'm not saying that we yes. all have like right now we should all have like this social contract to our countrymen to the people who live next to us to the people who live next to them right when something like this happens kailangan natin magtulungan diba yeah. even if maybe certain governments in certain countries aren't the best at doing this diba parang people should mobilize the most like kunwari here in america diba? before it was like oh it's never gonna reach america and now parang bam 300,000 dead americans diba? and for me diba, filipino ko half american whatever diba? pero it wasn't it wasn't trivial for me <coughs> excuse me <coughs> to keep people safe diba? mm-hmm For me, it was, we've gone through swine flu before. I literally got swine flu back in the days of Filipinas. And I know how it is, how fast it can get you, how how quick it can spread. And for me, now that my mom's clearing her 60s, I'm like, yeah, definitely. Like, this is something we should keep an eye on. But I have people in my circles who don't think the same way. And I'm sure they're in the Philippines. What you're saying is... It's the same thing, pero did that change? Like the unwillingness to comply or the unwillingness to help each other? Did it change? Well, thankfully, when you know, as we go through with the the restrictions and everything, um, medyo tomaas naman yung uh, level of compliance ng tao. Siguro I'll give it uh, an increase of five percent. Well, at least that's not bad after all. Yeah. Uh, Well, with, uh, despite uh, what I'm telling el- earlier, na a few people are not complying. Nowadays, naman, their the compliance rate tomas ng konte, and it's a good thing that the people are you know more socially aware, and then they're complying with the social contract, na. But I just hope na sana even though na. Hindi na ganun kalaas yung virus, you the old strain. Eh? I'm not I'm not talking about the new strain because wala pa namang bagong strain talaga totally na nag-aano sa atin ngayon. And we don't we do not have the capacity para to measure or you know to know kung talagang meron nang bang new strain. Pero so at hindi, least at the... hindi totoo yung strain. Sorry to cut you off. But uh, hindi totoo yung UK strain that that thing I've been And... Hindi, hindi sa hindi siya totoo. Uh, Siyempre, kaming mga healthcare professionals, uh, binabantayan pa rin namin yung, that, yung development. But yeah. for now, because of, you know, this is a third world country and uh, we're still uh, lacking the equipment and the reagents. Uh, we call it reagents sa laboratories, eh? reagents to test. Yeah. Kasi if with, with, with other first world countries like the UK, they already have... Uh, The, the equipment and the reagents to test if the new strain nga yung nandun sa isang particular individual. But here in the Philippines, wala pa. But good thing, kasi nga, the compliance rate tumaas. Marami pa rin, we call pasaway. Still, a few people are not complying, but at least, at the very least, meron mga nagko-comply na. 
Yeah. Uh, I just hope lang na sana magtuloy-tuloy kasi it's very inconsistent. Well, what what I see with the healthcare situation here in the Philippines is the, the people are very inconsistent. The people uh, mismo. The people mismo talaga. Not only the government, ha, but the people, the Filipino people. Na para bang a few people or you know, like for example, kagaya na lang nito. Uh, I'm, I'm currently kasi it's already around oh, almost 1 a.m. here in the Philippines. And I've been seeing some, you know, mga teenagers walking. Ayan, wala silang mask. I'm, I'm currently at the veranda right now seeing people na walking by walang mask, walang ano. Well, of course, sila lang yung tao, but, you know, yeah. you really have to comply. The Once you get your ass out of your home, eh, bring mask or wear a mask. Yeah. Yeah, like sometimes, you know, like I choose to jog na lang in the morning or late at night para walang tao, di ba? Tapos I have a mask on me kasi, di ba, like when you're exercising, sige, sabihin mo walang tao, di ba? Don't wear a mask. Pero when there are people nearby, magsuot ka ng mask kasi if you're not gonna wear a mask in these times, ano pa yung gagawin mo for your fellow man, di ba? Point blank. It's the least you can do. Like, sige, sabihin na natin walang taong may mask, pero... You can walk away, but again, I don't know what's ha- what's it like. What it's like in the Philippines, and I can't imagine, de ba? Because here we're seeing hospitals fill up. We're seeing, de ba? I think the other day we just got sixty thousand new cases. For in the state, palang namin alone, and I'm like, huh? Like Jesus Christ, it will not end. But yeah. going back to the Philippines. How was it like in the in the hospital, like on in the front lines of it? How was uh, it like beginning, middle, well, and where we are now? Uh, it's a horrible sight. That's one way to describe it. It's, it's a some, you know, a massive onslaught of people coming in and out of the hospitals. Most of the ah, uh, good thing, for example, in our institution. Because since uh, we are inside the emergency room, we have access to the list of uh, people being, you know, swabbed for the test or the, the COVID test yeah. two days ago. For example, uh, like for example, now today is January seven here in the Philippines. So every day we have the list of uh, people being tested two days ago. So since it is already January seven here. Um, we are having an access or we got to view yung mga tests done by January 5. Mm-hmm. So, good thing, lahat ng nasa swab at that time or la- those people being tested were negative. But, ang maganda dun is we just only experience or see you know, two people, three people who are positive. Most of them, COVID suspects. Mm-hmm. Good thing. Uh, but but the horrible side or you know what makes it more difficult is people, especially the old the older generations or the, the a fuck ton of old people are being rushed inside the hospital daily on a daily basis to, uh, yeah. because they can't breathe. They're developing pneumonia. Alam mo yan? Yeah. Good thing na maraming hindi nagpa-positive or hindi yeah, hindi nagpa-positive but you know, it, it's a horrible sight to makita na ambulance after ambulance after ambulance. Uh one thing that could testify to that is when I was the triage nurse a few days ago, I think uh last Monday, January 4, 
my God, it was, it was like, I, I haven't been finished, you know, talking to the relative of one patient being rushed. Na may, as in, may ambulance na dumating. And then, hindi pa ako tapos mag-interview sa kanya. Three more ano, ambulances came. Yeah. Parang, with the same case. Wow. Everybody's experiencing difficulty of breathing. And then, the, the COVID suspect side of our emergency room was like, Sir Brian, tama na. <laughs> as in, just imagine the, the, the scenario. You have two nurses inside the COVID suspect side of the emergency room. And then, kapapasok mo lang ng isang patient, meron na naman. Yeah. I was like, wow. And then, most of us, parang we're so angry that we're so mad na parang, sige, labas pa during the holidays. And then, pag kinausap mo pa yung relative, ayaw pa nilang ipapasok kasi wala daw COVID yung patient. Like, Come on, man. Difficulty of breathing is one of the hallmark signs of COVID. Yeah. And then, sasabihin mo sa amin na, Oh, hindi naman niya lumalabas eh. He's not getting out. We've been taking care of our lolo or taking care of our lola. Uh, we're not uh, making them go out. But, umaabot sa point that I have to say na talaga na, yes, they're not going out. How about you? That's the kicker, di ba? That's the kicker. Yeah, that's the kicker talaga. Kasi, naikipagtalo talaga sila eh. Sabihin nila na, wala namang COVID yung pasyente ko. But, how sure are you na walang COVID yet? Yeah. Ano nga dun eh, parang with that whole thing, diba? that whole kailangan kong lumabas mentality. <coughs> parang me and my siblings, diba? tatlo kaming lahat, bunso ako, we come here first generation, right? And we're all pretty much away, diba? Parang my brother had to move back kasi rent where he was staying was really expensive and diba, it's homeschool pretty much homeschool diba? you're you're learning from home all online learning so tipid pera na din he moved in with mom pero me parang, diba, when i go different sets i limit ko din yung sets i have that privilege diba, of choosing what kind of set i cuz i work in film so i have the privilege uh-huh. of choosing what sets i want to go to it's way less diba way less cuz there's not a lot of people here who practice proper guidelines, right? And you're like, it kind of comes out, uh, hmm. Work, health, and family, diba. So my mom, diba, rightfully so, she would treat me like I had malaria or something because she really didn't want to, well, maybe malaria is the wrong one, diba. Pero she treated me like I should stay away from her. And I got tanggap ko, diba? Pero I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. But some people are like, no, I'm, I'm still gonna hang out with my family and my friends and not practice social distancing. Like, bro, come on. How dense do you need to be? And let's, let's bring it back then to the parang, yung, diba, going back to the Philippines as a third world country, and how was the prep? Like, how prepared were you guys for logistically to to handle this new uh, this new virus attacking the Philippines? Like, did you guys have a lot of transportation? Ah, good, good thing you've asked that. Uh, but b- before we proceed, um, on what uh, logistics, but in, with regards to transportation, I mean, getting to work or you know, transporting patients. Uh, well, let's let's start with want... you guys. The the 
the staff, diba? Was transportation uh, easily accessible? Ah. Well, it was a tough one when the pandemic started. Uh, when, when, when the lockdown measures were being implemented back then, uh, of course, the president ordered that, that uh, the government institutions or the workplaces should provide transport uh, mediums for their employees. Well, about 60 to 70% complied. But sad to say, for example, in our institution, we do not have the capacity of being catered. I mean, merong mga transportation na provide, but it was not the hospital management talaga yung nag-provide. It was like yung efforts ng mga ano. Hindi yung <clears throat> hindi yung top class personnel sang ano eh, ang, nag, ang gumawa ng move. It's the unit managers ng mga nurses mm-hmm. na gum, nag ano na nag-made ng move para to cater you know those who cannot go to work. Uh, for, in my case, for example, I really have to look online for organizations or, you know, pub, the, for the private sector. A uh, good thing, may private sector that catered the uh, healthcare professionals. It's like para siyang uh, grab or Uber na you will book a trip and then if if that particular driver is, you know, going to that area, he or she will be able to cater your trip going to a certain point, going to the hospital. Yeah. Uh, talagang ano yan, talagang naging abusive ako dun kasi otherwise, I can't go to work. Yeah. And if, for example, there's no available, uh, you know, transportation, meron akong mga neighbors dito have their cars na, you know, I pay a certain amount. No choice ako. I have to pay for the trip about probably around $10 siguro per trip just to get my ass to the hospital. Yan, mga ganun. That, uh, we're not prepared talaga totally. May, may mga ilang, like for example, may Wait, fiance, $10? Did you say $10? That's a $10 lot of fucking money. Yes. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it ranges from $9 to $10 per trip. Eh, otherwise, I can go to work. Alam mo yun, uh, and during this time, was it, there a lot of traffic? Uh, back then, wala naman talagang traffic. But since na medyo maluwag na yung restrictions ngayon, uh, traffic na talaga ngayon. Kasi the, the difference back then kasi, with, with, kasi may, may mga different classifications yung quarantine eh. No? So during the ECQ or the Enhanced Community Quarantine, wala talagang allowed na lumabas. Uh, the, the only way na nakakapasok ako is yun yan, through my neighbors or to those groups na ano, uh, minsan I'm going to hire ano, a tricycle kasi nawalan sila ng kabuhayan at that time eh. yeah. so what I what I do is I pay two bucks para ano para ano, to get myself dun sa point kung saan ako susunduin nung ano nung nakausap ko na magkikater sa akin going to the hospital and then vice versa yeah. ganun at swerte ako if I was able to book a trip na vice na balikan na talaga. Yeah. So that's that's how we ano how we cope up with you know the lack of transportation back then. But good thing when the ECQ was converted to the general community quarantine, which is uh, you know a, a more lax quarantine, trans- transportations were already available. But 
you know, very limited pa rin at that time. Good thing nga ngayon, marami na. Kasi, may, you know, the, the train systems are already operating, ganyan. Yeah. Pero back then talaga, it was, you know, ang hirap. So, if you're going to ask me about the preparedness, wala. Everybody was not prepared. That's crazy. Yan talaga ang ano. And then with regards to the logistics naman, equipment, of course, nung simula, talagang kulang ang facilities, ganito, ganyan. How about your PPEs? Pero, the, the PPEs naman, good thing. Ang yun lang ang maganda kasi the PPEs were, you know, they're, they're a, a, a fuck ton of people na talagang they're donating. Yeah. Uh, it, it took us two months siguro, two to three months before na masabi ko na talagang we're complete with PPEs naman na. But PPEs, regarding doon, is hazmat and isolation gowns lang. For me, for example, I need to provide a respirator mask, you know. A respirator mask is, you know, a specialized type of mask. Uh, like, yung mga sinusuot na mga nasa, ano, nasa textile or yung mga paint industries. Yeah. Mga ganyan. Or we're inhaling toxic fumes. Ganon. Pero it was not being, you know, provided sa amin. Uh, we need to buy online for that. Wow. So, out of your pocket yeah. or will they reimburse Yes, you? out of my pocket. Out of my pocket. Walang reimbursement. That, that how how horrible it is talaga para sa amin pero do you think if a pero, lot of people na parang diba sorry to cut you off but we'll, we'll come back right to that uh, do you think if a lot of people knew how hard the health industry is being hit do you think they'd still act the way that they do yung ugali nila about this diba the, the lack of empathy to you guys or to the victims diba the families that get infected. Do you think if they knew how hard you guys I, work? I, I think so, but, you know, let's just put it this into perspective na parang even though there are a, a great amount of people who care, there are just those bad tomatoes na they simply don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Even even though they, they realize na kasi uh, I've been reading comments in the social media, Facebook, for example, na they were saying, you don't have to complain. Like what, like what I said earlier, uh, you don't have to complain. That's your job. Uh, you, you chose to be in the healthcare industry, so stop complaining and just do your shit. Parang, ha? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. It's I want to say something then, diba? Like, as a Filipino living in America, diba? And I hear my... I hear those little whispers of, parang, people with ugaling ganyan siguro, na parang, because of a decision, diba? Our, my family collectively made to live here. Parang, I get chastised for living here, whatever. Pero, shit, man. In situations like these, we just need to know what's important, diba? And, with people, how do I, I? I'm trying to construct this in a very positive way. Um, with people na ugaling ganun, like why? Why? Why do you think? I I, I guess I want to know what it's like on the ground. Why do you think they're like that, mga Pilipinong ganun? Like, Honestly, I don't have uh, I don't have any idea why is it ganun sila. Uh, I don't know, probably because of you know, their their own personal beliefs 
or they're just being raised like that. I don't know. If, no idea. Yeah, talaga but let's say eh. let's say someone like I don't know if someone listening to this thinks like that. They but if there's someone who who thinks like that, what would you tell them right now as of this moment? Na parang pinili mo naman tong job na to. You you live with everything. What were you to say? Like if you had like a little segment here. Um. Oh, just get your shit together. I just hope that these things or this illness won't affect our loved ones or even you. Because to be honest, wala naman ako magagawa kung yun ang pananaw nila. I mean, I, I can tell them na do this, do that. But I'm just, you know, I'm going to pray for that person. Yeah. There's nothing really I can do about the way they talk or the way they, they perceive things. But if I'm going to tell them something, Okay, if, if that, I respect your opinion, but you just have to understand the fact that what if your loved one is a healthcare worker? We're, we're not actually complaining that we don't want to do our job. We, we complain because we're, we're, we're here and dito na tayo sa laban na to. I just want them to be more understandable. To join. You want them to join the Join fight. the calls. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yes, I'm being paid for this shit, but you know, risking your life. Well, being a healthcare worker is already risking your life. But but uh, to be honest, the, the only reason why I'm here in the medical field is because uh I just gambled on my future. Eh. I mean I, I was supposed to be a graduate of uh a business administration course. It just so happened that uh, I wasn't able to penetrate any university. It's because of, you know, qualifications and stuff. And of course, problema sa pera. But then again, then, and then here came, ano, or uh, City College was constructed for us na free education. We basically, you're being a scholar here. Yeah. Then they offered the board course. All I wanted is a board course because it, it creates a, a motivation if you are ane, uh, a professional, you know, you have a, a professional card. Gusto yeah. ko yung, yung parang ane, yung parang na nabibigay na kasiyahan ng, ano, na, I have a professional license. Yeah. And I'm actually being respected and paid for what I have as a degree. So that's why I chose nursing because I, I suck at math, so I don't want to be a CPA. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's a better opportunity kung CPA ako, but nursing is the best available thing. And then, it's not easy for a medical professional to love the profession na natapos niya. Yeah. Uh, it, it took me quite some time. I, I, I was able to come to think of it na nga na parang sobrang gusto ko nang mag-quit back, back then no, when I was still in second year college. Ayoko na. Yeah. Pero, you know, the motivation and this sige, kaya to laban. So, ayun. And dito na ako ngayon. And then, I love helping people. So, yes, I'm being paid. Pero, risking my life para gumawa na extra mile. Kasi, uh, here in the Philippines, setup nurses are, you know, that's the reason why we, the, the, the other countries love Filipino nurses. It's because doing the extra mile, you know, it's not, basically your job pero ginagawa mo siya 
Kasi to help other people, ganyan. And the thing I hear, ano, diba, here in America, when when people know you're Filipino, there's a lot of positivity attached to it, diba? They're like, oh, you're Filipino, dude. I love Filipinos, etc., etc., diba? And we have that, I think we have that capacity to be very loving, caring people na, diba, just friends, na kahit kaibigan lang kayo, you treat someone good. And yeah. I've seen that, diba? Like, people people don't know I'm Filipino here, diba? Kasi sobrang, <laughs> parang kulot ako, ganyan, mukha may American features ako. But, Yeah, every time they figure out they're so shocked and they're really proud. But I want to tell people then, in the Philippines, it's just me, to correct me if I'm wrong, so I can correct na din this narrative that I have in my head. A lot of Filipinos look into the nursing you know, for an escape, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. only way we're gonna make money. The medical field, the the business field, the, the law field, those are the, those are the escapes, right? <laughs> yeah, and then that, that, that only shows how socially and financially incapacitated the Filipinos are. Yeah, and now in America, diba, the Filipino, the Filipinos account for around 30% mm-hmm. of the of the COVID fatalities here. Yes. And it's all these, diba, parang, it's, it's a heartbreaking story then, kasi, diba, like, as a Filipino who loves the Philippines, you see, every year, a bunch of an influx of Filipinos, diba? different degrees. You have bioengineering, you have biology, you have these med- medical degrees. Diba? And it seems like we're being poached. <laughs> diba? we're, we're, we're... If you're looking at it that perspective, poach yung mga taong may kakayanan to make the Philippines a better place. And then yes. they're working for... It's basically money, diba? Like, I'm sure no Filipino wants to leave their country naman. Right, diba? But if we're treating our country like this, yung mga yeah, tao dyan, uh-oh. diba? Na walang paki sa, sa inyo, walang paki sa pwedeng magkasakit. Ano na yung pag-asa ng Pilipinas? If hindi tayo makakom together in a moment like this, diba? And I just wanna, diba? Yeah. I wanna... I talk to people. I, I'm part of a lot of difficult conversations, but I don't make it toxic, I guess. Diba? I want it to be somewhere na parang magkakabanggaan tayo ngayon in certain topics. But at the end of the day, magkakaintindihan tayo. Kasi at the end of the day, dude, like, I like to keep my head down. <laughs> but there are just times where I feel like society is just crumbling because of our actions, right? Like, that's... Yeah. That's something that's... I think a lot of people are thinking about and a lot of people have different opinions on what society should be like maybe there should be serving people maybe there should be people benefiting more than other people pero at the end of the day if magaka if we come together and talk about it properly and not just be willfully blind to important issues I I think the Philippines can be a wonderful country man what do you think? Yeah. Uh, I just hope that uh, you know. I'm praying, talaga, na you know the, the the people should be more aware or. Yung how do I say this? May pakaelam. Yeah. You can force somebody to be, you know, to to like practice what you believe in or 
what mm-hmm. what what's your perspective? It can force people to act like you or do things the way you do. Yeah. But I just hope that one day they will be able to develop this empathy. Because yeah. uh, the reason probably then, siguro kung bakit ganyan sila, it's because uh, they're not. Ano, eh, no one from their families experience yung mga yung mga shits na nangyayari. Yeah. Siguro they will come in I, I, of course I'm not <clears throat> I'm not uh, thinking ill of other people. Pero sa nakikita ko the only thing na nga lang din talaga for them to realize what's going on is <clears throat> excuse me for for a certain family member of them to experience the shit eh. Pero syempre we're not we're, we're not uh, after that. Yeah. It just so happened lang talaga na minsan, you know, the bad side of you will come out. Sige. <laughs> hintayin mo, hintayin mo maranasan mo bago ka maniwala. Stuff like that. But, you know, uh, I'm not that kind of person even though I think of, you know, those bad shit to happen to other people at the end of the day, I still think na just so people will be able to realize without, you know, a person from their family being harmed. Yeah. Sana lang, ano, sana lang talaga. That's the reason why we are here, basically, is for, you know, to create social awareness. Yeah. And a place and to I, talk, I hope, Hopefully, if people yeah. don't, diba, like, even you and I, we don't see eye to eye on a lot of topics, but diba, we sit down, we hear each other out, and we... But we we pay attention to what's important to that other person, and that's that's the goal here. So if you if my problem come message us, dive down in the comments, man, and mag-usap tayo ng civilized. Because the times that we're living in, diba? If the best of us can't come out at this time, parang wala na talaga tayong pag-asa. So let's let's move on. <laughs> That's a little bit heavy. Let's talk about your capacity, man. We talk about this. We've talked about this a bit. Burning out. Like, is that is that something you guys experience there? Ah, yes, a lot of times. Actually, before before this uh, uh, conversation commenced, I've just been sleeping all day. <laughs> because of what I experienced, what I experienced four to eight hours ago, I said literally I just woke up at around nine a.m. here, kanina. I had my, I call it brunch, even though it's just nine or ten in the morning. And then after I ate, I just slept all day, all day, as in all day. Siguro nagigising to play games, but after that, sleep again. That's how we burnt out here in the Philippines. Are up, up to this very moment, there was one instance nga na when I'm having my duties two days ago, last January 5, my team leader approached me and then I, I she's mumbling words na parang hi and then and then uh, di na nila kaya sir what what do you mean di na nila kaya or, or, am I going to do something anong gagawin natin and she was like no. The doctors are already burned out. They don't know what to do. They, they're not able to see all the patients. But, uh, okay, so what, what are we going to do? Sabinya, no, I'm not asking for you to do anything. It's just, I just want you to hear me out. Just imagine that my team leader, my charge nurse, the second in command with the unit manager is already collapsing. 
And then I am the head of the COVID suspect side. Then I'm just doing my shit. My my coworker is already sitting there, and then he was like sleeping and everything. I asked him, hey, well, maybe you want to doff out, you know, just re- remove your protective covering and then eat. And he was like, sir, I just wanted to sleep rather than to eat. In the middle of the shift, right then and there, I just want to sleep. I don't want to eat. So between sleeping and eating, which do you prefer? And then he said, I want to sleep. Broad daylight, 11 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, ganon, ganon kalala, ganon kalala. So, kapag kaganyan mo so burn out, yeah, to be honest, one of the reasons why siguro ka, medyo hindi rin maganda pakiramdam ko na tulog lang ako ng tulog a few hours ago. It's because when I ano, got home after that toxic duty, the second toxic duty, I just opened my, my whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> that, that whiskey was unscathed nung, ano, nung when I opened it and then after uh, the drinking session for just for two hours uh, that one liter bottle of double black was reduced to half <laughs> half na lang talaga nakalahati ko yung bote well then that's my usual capacity pero for two hours usually yung yung yung, yung, half, yung 500 uh, ml na yun ng double black with with a good uh, drinking conversation will last for four hours. Eh. But ah, it, eh, ah, stressed. I mean, I really want to. I know you're not satisfied. Dun sa take mong alcohol na nung time na, yun, na parang, I want to drink more. I want to drink more. Then after, I, I I want that. I want that feeling na yung sobrang intoxicated na ako, parang I just wanted to sleep that I was not uh, parang gusto kong matapos na to no? I, but you know since I love drinking kaya it took me quite some time before na, actually hindi nga ako nalasing hindi <laughs> nga ako nalasing nakatulog na nga lang din talaga kasi after drinking I was able to clean up the entire kitchen before I sleep eh. Well, medyo siningil nga lang niya ako the following day. Kaya di siguro I've been sleeping all day. But I can live with it eh. Kasi I've experienced yung pre-pandemic. I've been experienced na kahit na uminom ako the previous night. Uh, I can still wake up at around 7, 8 in the morning to do stuff eh. To do errands eh. Pero with, with, the, with, with the situation uh, I've been through for the past how many hours, Iba yung ano, iba yung pagod, iba yung level ng you know, ayaw mo na lang bumangon, just want to sleep all day. Ito nga yung electric fan ko, mainit na siya ngayon. So the air condition, the air conditioning unit is, you know, they're taking turns. Para lang ano, para lang to sustain na ano kasi don't want to you know. Uh, cracking jokes. Cracking jokes and then whenever you have the time to eat. Well, of course, uh, we, do, we don't eat on time na nga eh. But whenever we have the chance to do it, you know, cracking jokes, talking about good stuff pre-pandemic or the future plans. 
sometimes uh, I'm, I'm proactive and I'm a proactive makulit whenever there's a time uh, like for example kahit yung sobrang pagod ka na then and then I have I have an I have a huge belly eh. so whenever I transport patient from one stretcher to another or whenever I lift patients my my belly always touches the side rails of the stretcher so para to lighten up the mood pag sobrang toxic sasabihin ko na lang na para okay let, let let me put down this uh, side rails because it's touching my belly. <laughs> I can't move. So, I... <laughs> see? Ah, tao na lang ng tao. Sabari, wait lang, nakaharang yung belly ko. <laughs> wait lang, I, I can't move. <laughs> so, stuff like that. Thank you. Thank you. Um thank you. Um you know we're not asking for anangai for the monetary increase because I know that it won't, you know, it won't commence sooner or later, but just the simple thank you helps talaga. You know, the moral booster talaga. Moral booster talaga sa amin yan eh. It really helps a lot, especially, you know, that when, when you feel that you're so burnt out and then some, someone approaches you and then he or she will tell you thank you for your service. It's, a good, it, it's really a heartwarming experience eh. Iba yung, iba yung gratification na, na, ano, na, ano namin. Masaya na kami dun. Yung, thank, thank you also for people like you who appreciate what we do. <laughs> Thank you. Um what what I really wanted to say is uh, thank you for those who, are, who really appreciate what we do for the country, for the Philippines, and 
And shout out to all the healthcare workers all over the globe. Thank you very much for, you know, helping with, with our cause to combat COVID-19. Uh, for those people who still don't believe in the existence of the disease, wake up, get your ass up. Listen, uh, you really have to know what's the situation. Try to talk to more people, to the healthcare professionals, for you to be able to understand what is really happening. And then I also want to thank the people who appreciate us. And laban lang. We can do it. Uh, we can combat this disease. Let's all be patient. Pray more. Be happy. Live more. Uh, spend your time with loved ones. And be an inspiration to other people. If you think that there's nobody listening or if you think that Nobody is uh, joining the cause. Just do your thing, and hopefully one day you will be able to get their attention and then join the cause as well. We can do this. I know we can do this. Let's not, uh, uh, ano, let's not stop lang dito. We can, we, we can really combat this disease. Let's be more patient and love one another. Let's make this world a better place. That's all, bro. Kaya naman. Thank you. Thank you, bro. Yeah. Likewise, bro. Ingat ka dyan. Take care.